electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Stranger Things is one of the most watched series in Netflix history. This is Stranger Things The Game. And this is Stranger Things Puzzle Tales. And this is Stranger Things 1984. Just three games and an entire library that Netflix has been building as part of a stealthy and ambitious new push. The streaming giant says it's just getting started on what could be a massive opportunity in video games. We believe that we can build games into a strong content category, leveraging our current uh, core film and, and series by connecting members, especially members that are fans of specific IPs, with games that they will love. But first, Netflix will have to crack a notoriously tough market where even giants like Google have failed. It's just one of a slew of new business lines that Netflix has been experimenting with that are more important than ever as its stock lags behind the mega caps it used to be on par with. This week on Tech Check, we're going to dive into Netflix's new side quest video games. You wouldn't be alone if you never realized Netflix makes video games, something that the company has even poked fun at in this billboard from last year. Two years ago, it announced it was going all in on gaming as subscriber growth slowed after a COVID surge. It snapped up three studios in a matter of months and brought in big names, including Mike Verdu, a top gaming executive with history at EA, Zenga, and Facebook. And since then, it's quietly amassed a huge but widely varied library with more than 70 games free for Netflix subscribers. We asked CNBC reporter and resident gamer Steve Kovac to give a few a spin. This is all the game is. The entire game is just choosing dialogue. I mean, I should be the kitty, right? Uh-oh. These guys look angry. There are some you could call low budget. A Hello Kitty rhythm game. I, oh, I also have no rhythm, so maybe not the best person to be playing this. And a SpongeBob cooking game. Okay, he wants pancakes. But there are also mobile versions of beloved indie hits like Kentucky Road Zero, 12 Minutes, and Immortality. There's well-reviewed exclusives from Netflix's in-house studios, like the open-world Leia's Horizon, that's been called a mini-masterpiece. Dear friend, we're on our way to France to help you win the war. Or a sequel to the award-winning Valiant Hearts that Ubisoft launched exclusively with Netflix. And finally, not as prestigious, but perhaps most important to Netflix, spin-offs of their own intellectual property. For anyone wanting to know what it's like to be one of our singles on Love is Blind, just download the Love is Blind game on the Netflix mobile app and join in the fun. Dating simulators based off Too Hot to Handle or Love is Blind. I'm already bored of this. A basic version of a chess app following the Queen's Gambit storyline. This really is chess for dummies. Arcade and strategy games based on Stranger Things. This reminds me of the games I played as a kid. The streaming giant is casting a wide net, trying to cater to what seems like every type of gamer out there, not unlike its approach to streaming content. A Netflix executive has said this year that they're pleased with the state of their progress, but that it's, quote, not at the point where we expect 100% of our Netflix members to be playing games. 
In fact, that number is currently more like 1%, with an estimated 2.2 million daily gaming users out of its more than 240 million subscribers. So could that be as good as it gets? Activity has been on a downward trend since hitting 2.7 million in January 2023. Part of it, lack of promotion. One user writes, they have some great games, but it feels like they don't want any of their users to find and play them. We have to do it by gradually improving uh, consumer awareness, which was we, you know, seen as when we launched other content categories. You can think about unscripted, or you can think about film. That broadly lifts overall engagement metrics as consumers learn that we're a place to go to to find games. Another reason, just how hard it is to even access the games. They're not on the Netflix app. Instead, users are redirected to the App Store where they have to download a separate app for each game. So you hit Get Game, it, kicks you, it gives you another pop-up which kicks you into this mini App Store, and then install, and then you can do it. The Journal reports that only about half of subscribers who press the Get Game button on the app actually go on to play the game. Another possibility, Netflix could just be getting started with a new and even more ambitious project in the works. In mid-October, Netflix announced the US beta for what could propel its aspirations to its greatest heights, cloud gaming. A way to play its games right on your TV by using your phone as a controller. If Netflix knows anything, it's the subscriptions for content model. So much so that before this effort was even announced, experts called other companies' cloud gaming services the Netflix of gaming. Netflix for gaming, meaning you pay a subscription. Why buy a $500 PlayStation 5 or Xbox or a couple hundred bucks on a Switch when you can use the device you already have? You just stream it there, you pay Microsoft or whomever 20 bucks a month and all-you-can-eat buffet of games to play. But it's an infamously tough business to break into, already with a high-profile victim, Google and its failed cloud gaming service, Stadia. Developers weren't into it, and they just collapsed. They just couldn't get enough people interested in their concept. All those reasons that Google failed could be inherent to Netflix's venture as well. Not enough unique offerings, or an audience of gamers who prefer to play on their consoles instead of an awkward phone-turned-controller. Another hurdle? Tough competition. It's hard to argue Netflix knows more than the cloud engineers of Microsoft and Amazon, which are making Xbox Cloud and Luna, or can do it better than the gaming experts at NVIDIA building GE Force Now, or Sony's PlayStation Plus. One analyst writes, every major media company ventured into gaming at some point. The trial of mistakes, write-downs is extensive. But Netflix has to try. A few years ago, Netflix said that Fortnite was a bigger competitor than HBO. The company's head of games, Mike Verdu, says they're not trying to compete with PlayStation and Xbox, but rather the hope is over time that it becomes a natural way to play games wherever you are. Netflix Games has now grown to more than 450 employees and it's continuing to hire, posting an opening recently for a director to oversee its first AAA or big budget blockbuster game. You can say you wanna make a AAA game, but there's, again, a lot of barriers. Those games, like a Grand Theft Auto, sometimes they can take the better part of a decade to make and hundreds of people, hundreds of millions of dollars. If Netflix can break through, the payoff could be huge. Reports that globally, games will generate almost $190 billion in revenue this year, with consumers spending almost $93 billion on mobile games alone. 
That's almost $2 billion a week. Games is a huge entertainment opportunity. So we're talking about $140 billion worth of consumer spend on games outside of China and outside of Russia. Meantime, video games are inspiring series. Just look at HBO's Last of Us and Netflix's Witcher. Hit games are becoming hit shows instead of the other way around. And even though Netflix doesn't generate any revenue directly from the games, there's no in-app purchases or ads, the company says it's already been driving retention and other core metrics. So games engagement right now on our service drives core business metrics in a way which is incremental to movies and series. We've got ambitious plans there. We want to really grow our engagement by many multiples of where it is today over the next handful of years. It's not just games. Netflix has been experimenting with other new revenue streams with some early success. It was the first streamer to crack down on password sharing, and the numbers show that it's working. Just a few quarters after implementing the change, Netflix added nearly 9 million subscribers with customer growth in every region. Netflix is also adding subscribers to its new advertising tier, something that co-founder Reed Hastings once said that they would never do. A subscription with ads is less than half the price of a standard subscription. But Netflix says commercials bring in more revenue per user. The return of licensed shows has been another surprise hit, boosting numbers. Netflix still doesn't have a library of content that legacy media does, old favorites like Friends or The Office that viewers come back to again and again. Suits was a decade-old USA Network legal drama, but this year it broke Nielsen viewing records, spending 12 consecutive weeks in Netflix's number one spot. The success of decade-old Suits speaks to Netflix's ability to mine old content and turn it into a big new hit. Thanks, Robin. Oh, you're welcome, Batman. There's also live events, more international content, even retail stores and consumer products potentially in the works, all ideas that Netflix is experimenting with. Netflix is taking a page from Mega Cap Tech's playbook. It's trying to create a flywheel or a platform that goes beyond hit series. Viewership hours have been nowhere near the peaks it saw after Squid Games and lower than the highs of Stranger Things and Wednesday. So Netflix needs to create more products like games around these franchises. For example, you start with Love is Blind, the show, then create international spin-offs in Brazil and Japan, a live event, interactive video games, different branches all bringing in revenue and creating a feedback loop to keep users on the platform and ultimately drive more growth. It's a strategy that has underpinned the trillion dollar market caps of Amazon, Google and Microsoft. Even Disney has co-opted the model. Almost 10 years ago, Disney executives said that almost every aspect of the company is now oriented around brands and franchises. There's one around Star Wars, one around Frozen, around Iron Man that can generate endless spin-off shows, licensed video games, merchandise, and money printing theme parks. Netflix is now attempting to make its own version of that flywheel, and it needs to prove to investors that it's not just a great streaming company, it's also a great tech or media company. In recent years, Netflix has lost some of its gleam. It used to be part of the mega cap tech conversation, the N in FANG, but we've since moved on. The Magnificent Seven have been the new leaders, and Netflix isn't in that group. In fact, Netflix isn't even in the top 30 biggest US companies and streaming is no longer a novelty with Disney+, Peacock, Paramount+, and others jumping into the ring. Netflix may now need to go beyond streaming and create its own flywheel to be seen as a disruptor once again.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.